beers. I'm your host, Ben Bovey, and the beer of the day is the Artificial Horizon IPA from the Wichita Falls Brewing Company here in Wichita Falls, Texas. Uh, it's dark. It is dark for an IPA. And it's not bad. It's not, it's not the best IPA I've ever had, but it's good. It, it's good. Um, it's not It's not in the 80s. I, I know that off the jump, but it's not in the 60s. So now we're just trying to figure out where this falls in the 70s. This is one of the first real hoppy IPAs I've liked, if I'm being honest, because it's real hoppy on the back end, hoppier than I usually like. But the front end is so smooth that it almost uh, lends itself to the hoppiness on the back end. I'm going to go the 77. This is 77. It's a good beer. I did not expect the beer to be this good here in Wichita Falls. I think there's only like one brewery here, but it was awesome. Like they had some really good looking food. I didn't eat there. I ate at this janky Italian place. Don't even want to talk about it. So bad. So bad. I should have ate at the brewery today, but I didn't. I ate at this janky Italian place because I wanted some fucking uh, some pasta. But either way, we are back. I know it's been a couple weeks. I've told you I've been busy. I actually just finished up my finals for one of my classes in my master's degree at the University of Louisville. Go Cards. Um, I got some stuff to say. I got I got some stuff to say. And I want to start by calling somebody out. There's somebody that, you know, everybody has a nemesis in life. And I have one as well. There is somebody I have that is a true nemesis. And this may come as a surprise to... A lot of people that know me, but uh, Trey Smith, that's right, Trey Smith, um, I have a bone to pick with you. You said during this fantasy football season that you would beat me, and I have admittedly the worst team in that league. I'm in two leagues. Uh, I am the worst in one league, and I'm in first place in the other one, but Trey Smith in the league that I am in last place said that he was going to destroy me. He said he was going to crush me. He said he was going to make up for all the times that I absolutely dominated him in fantasy football over the last decade because I have dominated this man. When I say I have dominated Trey Smith, he has not beaten me in 10 years. And some things just hold true no matter what. Because this year, during fantasy football, I once again claimed my place as the alpha of that relationship. Now, Trey, I love you as a person, but when it comes to fantasy football, I'm going to need you to hold my dick. Like that's, that's where it comes down to. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> you, you just ain't cutting it, man. Like, I don't think I can play with you next year. You're going to have to go out there and prove yourself before I can lower myself. Cause even when I'm at my worst, I'm still better than you. Now, when we're talking about the best, we're going to transition from that. Trey Smith does not get more airtime than that right there. But I do want to talk about the best. You know, something that really irks me as a a Pittsburgh guy, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player of all time. And if you don't believe that, you're wrong. I'll fight you in the street. Who was it? Who sang it? Elton John. Elton John, he sang... Uh, Saturday night's all right for fighting. Well, your boy's undefeated in the streets. I'll catch you any Saturday if you want to debate this with fists or words, because I will beat you. Barry Bonds, the greatest baseball player of all time. 
the fact that he, with the most home runs ever, in an era where everybody, everybody was doing steroids. Everybody was doing steroids. Everybody, everybody was doing steroids. He can't get in the Hall of Fame. He was just doing what he had to do to be on par with everyone around him. He just so happened to also be the greatest baseball player of all time. That's why he hit like close to 800 home runs. The, the fact that he's not in there shows how much of a joke Major League Baseball is. Now, we're not a sports podcast, and it's not going to all be sports, but this, this part is. I don't think that if Barry Bonds was white, he would be out of the Hall of Fame. That's not even a hot take. That's just baseball doesn't have the best track record with, you know, racial issues and all that, which is amazing to me because half their league is like not from this country. And that's not like in a mean way. They're just you get a lot of people not from the United States that play that game here in the country. You would think they would be better at stuff like this. But this is the Hall of Fame, which isn't necessarily tied to baseball, like the Major League Baseball. But man, does Barry get a bad rap because steroids saved baseball. Like there would not be baseball right now if it were not for steroids. We can thank juiced up fucking Mark McGuire and, you know, pale as the driven snow right now, Sammy Sosa, because he took so many steroids, he turned white. Those two in their steroids fueled binge just cranked out homers and made people love baseball again. They made people love baseball. The race for, what was it, 73 or whatever it was at the time, doesn't matter because Barry Bonds ended up breaking it. That saved baseball. And I remember. I remember because, they, you know, the Cubs and the Cardinals both play in the NL Central with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So those guys came to town a lot, and they hit a lot of home runs off the uh, lowly Pirates. The lowly Pirates definitely did their part to save baseball by being so trash that Mark McGuire and uh, Sammy Sosa could crank out some home runs on. I'm really surprised how dark this IPA is. It's almost, it's almost amber. It's almost amber. It's really odd color, but it's really good. <clears throat> so yeah, imagine being the greatest at something, the absolute greatest, and you can't get in the Hall of Fame. Same thing with Pete Rose. Pete Rose was... He's the hit king. More hits than anybody and can't get in the Hall of Fame. When arguably two of your, not even arguably, facts, two of your most prolific producers in terms of uh, batting performance aren't in the Hall of Fame, what is your Hall of Fame? It's not a Hall of Fame at all. It's a Hall of Very Good because the very best aren't in it. So that leads me to say, bottom line, brass tacks, fuck the Baseball Hall of Fame. Baseball's dead. We're done. We're done talking about baseball, just like everybody younger than the age of 50. So I got a story, a story kind of like a fear. It's almost like a fear. I'm very afraid of something right now. And it's, it's bothering me. It keeps me up at night. Uh, <laughs> I think my kid knows Santa's not real. I, th I think he knows now. And I think he's playing me. Like, I think this kid is working the system right now because I ask him like, hey, man, what do you want for Christmas? And he's like, oh, you know, just being with family's the best. And I'm like, oh, that's really sweet. 
and then I'll ask him stuff like, well, what do you want to, what are you going to ask Santa for? Like what? And I can just tell by his expressions when I'm looking at him, he's thinking, I can see the wheels turning. Like this little motherfucker knows he knows. And he's not telling me he's trying to pull a fast one on. He's trying to, you know, butter me up with all this. Oh, family's the best stuff. He's trying. I know what he's trying to get. He's trying to get an Oculus VR headset and I'm not doing it. I'm not letting my kid live in virtual reality. I refuse. All kids are addicted to electronics now to include mine. Like I'm not above this before I go on a rant. Everybody's like, Oh, your kid is too. Yeah, I know my kid is my kid. won't. my kid fiends for his iPad and Fortnite. fiends for it. Fiends for it. If I don't give it to him, he will go on a tantrum that rivals anything. I just don't give it to him. Neither does his mom. His mom's a lot better than I am at it. Um, <clears throat> but all kids are addicted to electronics. So I'm not going to give him a, a gateway into a world where he is totally immersed in electronics. Not going to fucking do it. So I need to figure out what else to get this kid. The problem is he has everything he needs. He does by a mile. I think a lot of people's kids are like that. Like I talked to my brother, I talked to Mike, I talked to, you know, other people I'm around all the time and people's kids don't need anything. And the stuff they want is pretty fucking extravagant. Like it's, it's pretty out there, man. And I don't know, like I'm already working to take him to Disney this summer and I don't know what I can get him. That's going to be like meaningful. Like finding a meaningful Christmas present is really hard nowadays because people just have things. Like, I think it's easier. Like I grew up not well off. So Christmas was a huge time because my mom busted her ass to give us a good Christmas every year. Like we, we always had a really good Christmas, even if, you know, there were other parts of the year that weren't great. We always had a great Christmas and all that stuff really, really meant something. And my kid doesn't experience that struggle at all. Like there's no struggle in this kid's life. And I wonder if that has a negative impact down the road. I think struggle builds character. You need struggle. You need that. And obviously you don't want to force your kid to struggle, but a little bit of me is like, this kid's kind of a pussy. And I say that in a loving way, but sometimes the stuff he has tantrums about, I'm like, oh man, if this were Pam Bovey, she would backhand you right now and grab your ear, tell you she was going to sucker punch you. That's a real, that's a real thing. We were in the car one day, we were making too much noise. My mom pulled over and said, if she has to pull over again, she's going to sucker punch us in the face. Terrified the shit out of me. Guess what we didn't do? We didn't say another fucking word. Either way, I am struggling with a Christmas gift. I'm really struggling with Christmas gifts. It is December 16th. I'm in single digits. I'm in single digits right now for Christmas gifts. And I have not even the slightest clue, not even the slightest clue what to get this kid outside the VR headset that me and his mom are just holding the line. There's, there's no VR headset in this kid's future where we are holding the line on the VR headset. So I don't know. I don't know what to get this kid. I don't. It makes no sense to me. So yeah, I'm just I'm just struggling with Christmas all around. Uh, I got my mom a weighted blanket. We're still trying to figure out what to get my dad because we do joint gifts like all the brothers would throw in on one thing. I don't know what to get 
my kid. I, I, I don't. I really don't. The kid doesn't need anything. Uh, Christmas, though. There's, there's something about Christmas that <laughs> I, I saw this on the internet the other day, and it really threw me for a loop. Um, Santa sees everything. He makes a list, he checks it twice, he knows who's naughty or nice, right? And I saw this thing the other day and it said, Santa sees everything, but doesn't chastise or correct the behavior of the reindeer bullying Rudolph. He also knows where Rudolph is when he's gone for years. Like when you watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that is, it's at least months, but it's got to be a couple years that pass by, right? Because he grows so much. He grows from like a little deerling to a full-grown like buck by the time he comes back or reindeer. I think a full-grown reindeer is a buck, but I'm not sure. Either way, it's, it's probably like years. His father and mother are like worried sick. Santa sees everything and is just like, whatever. Santa and Rudolph is a dick. He's like the worst claymation character of all time. He shames. <laughs> he shames Rudolph's parents for giving birth to a, a deformed child. Like that is, that's not something that would happen today. And a little piece of me is like, I'm surprised none of these advocacy groups that are out there have beat up Rudolph yet, like the movie, for being kind of like exclusive to uh, like people born with deformities. I, I don't even think that's a PC term anymore, deformities. I think it's something else, and I just don't know what it is, so I apologize if that's offending somebody. But <clears throat> birth defects, like a person born with a birth defect, I don't, I don't know what the... The formal term is, or the, the PC term, but it's got to be something. There's something. I'm going to look it up. Give me one second. I'm going to look it up. Birth. Disability from birth. So, I mean, not too much different than things people have been saying forever, but uh, there is actually a whole thread that consider the term defect and other forms of that term offensive. It's disability. So I apologize for all that shit I said earlier. For Rudolph was born with a, uh, with a disability. That ended up being something that was capitalized on by this terrible person, Santa. Santa's a, how is Santa not on the naughty list? Like, shouldn't there be like something going on there? Like, shouldn't his magic be lessened for being a dick? Like a huge, not even like a little bit, like a huge dick. Huge dick. I don't know. I like Santa in the year without a Santa Claus a lot better than Santa and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I relate to Santa in the year without a Santa Claus. That motherfucker is tired. He wants to retire. He he is ready to go. He's he's done. He is so done. He is over everybody's shit. He's like, these kids don't believe in me anymore, man. Fuck them kids. He is over the shit, man. So Santa in the year without a Santa Claus, that's my kind of Santa. I, I relate in so many ways to that. So many ways to that. Speaking of year without a Santa Claus, last year we did best claymation character and the Miser Brothers won. And right now on TikTok, there's a trend. You haven't heard of the Miser Brothers for 20 years until, you know, we did on this podcast, we talked about how they're the best claymation character of all time. This year on TikTok, there's a trend where makeup artists and uh, people that do all the, you know, big 
uh, practical effects. They sing the song for each brother and they do half their face in snow miser and half their face in heat miser. And it's fucking phenomenal. I will go down a TikTok trend or thread for like an hour just watching people do makeup because I think it's so fucking cool. Like the way that they contrast it and all that. And there's some really fucking talented people on there. Like massively talented, massively talented. And the way they do it, and it's just, it's not like, it's not an exact replica of Heat Miser and Snow Miser, obviously. They're like love letters to them, you know, in their similar style. But man, it's cool. If you haven't seen that, you need to do whatever you have to do in TikTok to do that. I don't know how that works. I'm not going to lie. I just swipe. I don't know how any of that works at all. Oh, wait. Got a text. Jackson Mahomes What? I don't know. I'm in the group chat. Dallas and Mike are talking about fantasy football. I'm on a bye week because I'm in first place, so I'm not too concerned about it. So there's one last thing I want to talk about, and then I'm going to let you guys go because I know you're hanging on to my every word. Something big's happening today. Today is Friday. Today is Friday the 17th. Something big is happening today. Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out. And I want to be very clear, you know, no misconstruing of words here. If you spoil Spider-Man No Way Home, you are a shitty person by a mile. You are Urban Meyer level shitty person if you spoil Spider-Man No Way Home for anybody, for anybody. This is such a big movie that has so much mystery around it. It's shrouded in so much right now that if you ruin that experience for somebody, you're a shitty person. You're a shitty person. There are things that were ruined for people about by some of these big comic book movies, you know, because I mean, love them or hate them. Comic book movies are just what drives the box office. Now there were moments in infinity war and there were moments in Endgame. And there were moments in other Marvel movies where if they were spoiled for you, you really missed out on something. I can vividly remember how I felt because I went to the midnight showing with my friend John Cummings to see Infinity War. I can vividly remember the feeling of like just shock and awe and all that when Captain America grabbed the spear out of midair when it was thrown at him, when he was introduced in Infinity War. I can remember like the like the sinking feeling in my chest when Chadwick Boseman's character, the Black Panther, you know, fell into dust when when his character was snapped. I I can remember that and I can remember like when Captain America, when Chris Evans picked up Thor's hammer, that was probably the coolest. <clears throat> I'm not choking up. I'm not crying. I swear. That was probably one of the coolest moments I've ever experienced in a theater or with like a random group of people that I just did not know. Like when he picked that hammer up and threw it and he catches it. Like there was the whole theater, there was a pop. 
you know, they talk about pops in wrestling when somebody that's really over comes out, the crowd pops. There was a pop. Nobody cared about, oh, shh, be quiet. No, everybody was fucking cheering and was on it, man. Like, it was just this big moment. And I feel like there's going to be moments like that in this movie. So if you spoil it on behalf of everybody that, you know, gets the movie spoiled for them, fuck you. You're a shitty person. You're a shitty person. Again, I'll fight people over Barry Bonds, and I will fight people over uh, ruining this movie. I will fight you in a in a sanctioned bout or unsanctioned. It doesn't matter. I will fight you. I will fight you, and I will win because I still believe that I could be a silverback gorilla in a fight, and I bet you can't. So with that being said, that's all I got. Check out the uh, Wichita Falls Brewing Company. They're... What is this again? Their Artificial Horizon IPA. Solid beer. And check us out next week. This episode's dropping Friday. We will have episodes every Wednesday from now on through 2022 into the summer. Summer, we will go bi-weekly again uh, because I'll have my kid and I'm just not going to lie. I love you guys a lot, but I love him a lot more. So, yeah, you can expect episodes every Wednesday from now on starting next Wednesday. So with that being said, love you, mean it. Cheers.